You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to have you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. I want to go ahead and start off by acknowledging that Pause on the Play is located on the stolen and unceded land of the Susquehannock and Piscataway people native to this area known as Maryland, USA. This land also holds the stories of stolen Black people that were charged to care for this land through enslavement. Today, Pause on the Play is a collective that expands far beyond to include the land and locations of its various collaborators and members. Hey, y'all. So we have talked before about the fact that so often the things that we're supposed to want, we're told what they are. We're told how we're supposed to feel about it. We're told how we're supposed to get it, how we're supposed to act once we do. And sometimes that's, that's, that's not your vibe. That's not your juge. That's not what you want. And success is absolutely one of those things that I think very often we are prescribed exactly how it's supposed to feel for us. Just in case you haven't listened to it, back on uh, episode 173, uh, Diverse Perspectives, Reconsidering the Meaning of Success, we actually had some of our community members sharing what it meant for them. So I actually wanted to kind of start off a little bit, giving you some insight into what comes up for me as Erica the Human when I think about the idea or the concept of success. And... It is absolutely (laughs) not what it was five years ago, 10 years ago, absolutely not 20 years ago, but it, it, I don't even know if it's what it was six months ago, a year ago, because it's one of those things that it evolves a lot. And some of the things that I think I value now as a part of feeling and being successful I didn't really think about it years ago. Um, Space is one. (laughs) Back in the day, I was given a lot of the hustle mentality of of how I approached all of the work I did. And so space, space 
sounded like laziness. Uh, it, it sounded like not achieving, not making money. And that was not what I wanted. And now the idea of space and the capacity to go beyond just what can be commodified and sold matters so much to me. The ability to have access to healing and an opportunity to figure out how how I want to work. Because back in the day, it was just like work. Okay, whatever it is, give it to me, take it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in all the ways. And things like burnout would come up. Now, I'm also going to acknowledge that all of this also brings privilege into place. And there were times that I didn't have the privilege to consider that. And I can also acknowledge that not trying to figure out spaces even in small ways, to find that privilege for myself wasn't supportive of me. It wasn't supportive of me long-term when it comes to like my health and my body. So I think it's, it's always important. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, so many of the conversations that we have here on Pause on the Play, they do circle back to rethinking about what it is that we want and what success looks like, because it can be so easy to just go on autopilot and to never question it, to never think, is this it for me right now? Is this still what I thought it was? Because our models of success, and I say our in what society loves to feed us, doesn't mean that that's what we, we ask for. But, you know, it gives you the the ideas of like, you know, here's the buttoned up corporate ones or on the other side, this world traveling influencer, you know, laptop on the beach type of thing. You know, all of it really just pulls us back into these ideas of success that might not necessarily align with our values. And if you don't pause long enough to figure that out, well, it might not really serve you. You know, so much of this is individualistic, it's extractive, and often is based on fear of what happens if I don't do this? What happens if I become obsolete? And it's like, you are so much more than what you can be commodified for, for someone else's gain or consumption. What I want to do a little different, though, is instead of circling back to rethinking what it is that success looks like, I actually want to just go slam in on it. I want to actually offer three simple questions that you can kind of prompt yourself with or those around you. If you happen to be in conversation, having like a debrief with one another, whatever that might be, and even give some ideas for turning those answers that you're going to pull from those prompts into what could feel like a plan that you can go take action on to help me out. I'm actually super pleased to introduce Amanda McKinney, coach, podcaster, and author of the new book, Why Not You? Entrepreneur is just one of the titles that I have. I also have the title of being a wife and a stepmom and a friend and a daughter and a sister and all those other things. Amanda McKinney is a recognized thought leader and coach on accidental entrepreneurship, author of Amazon bestseller, Why Not You? An Accidental Entrepreneur's Guide to Success, and host of the Unapologetic Entrepreneur's Podcast. As a coach, she can help any accidental entrepreneur 
navigate self-doubt so that they can take action and uncover their confidence through utilizing her Y-O-U promise framework. And the reality is, is that I did not plan to be an entrepreneur. So I feel that accidental entrepreneur for years, I felt like I'm the only person that just happened to fall into this. So it wasn't just me and it might be you and that's okay. Whether it is or it isn't, guess what? We're here, we're having this conversation and that's the part that I'm super, super excited about. So let's get Amanda in on this. So the first thing I want to kind of prompt you with is what is it that you actually want? Because if we don't pause long enough to have conscious consideration of what it is that we want and why we want that, we end up using the models of what we have around us, our mentors, our personal heroes, sometimes frenemies, (laughs) TV shows, characters, whatever that might be. And that's by default, not by design. And so our, our ideas of success, you know, end up being built with the Lego blocks of other people's success. And if that's not what we want, well, it might be building a luxurious and lovely idea of success that is the exact opposite of anything we would ever aspire to or ask for. I'm talking to people who I reference as accidental entrepreneurs, which is where I think this pulls in of Not the person, not that there's anything wrong with this, by the way, not the person that's like, I'm going to start a business and I want to grow it and sell it, grow it, scale it, sell it. Like, that's great. We need those people in this world because they create amazing technology and different things in our life. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But a lot of us that are entering into the entrepreneurship space now, specifically after COVID, are the people who are like, I want to create a business that integrates into my life instead of taking over it. When we think about today's images of business leaders and CEOs impact, you know, what is it that we want for ourselves? Those of us that are a part of the tapestry that we're all creating consciously or unconsciously, what do we want for ourselves? And who do you know that models this in a completely different way of how they choose to be living out success. You know, it's so important to be able to pay attention to who around you maybe is doing something that feels good or not good, because this is absolutely going to inform how it is that you're processing success, how it is that you're comparing your success to theirs. And again, comparisonitis is not something that is always a good thing, but sometimes it happens as a default. It can be very automatic. And so it's super important to have that moment to pause and to, to say to yourself, my own model of possibility, my own model of success is. And the reason I bring up possibility is because for some of us, it can feel like success means that you are. Maybe you just need the possibility of understanding what can happen, what you're capable of, what you are on the road to do. So if possibility is what you need to own, baby, own it. If you are ready to own your model of success and what's possible, do that too. Just know that no matter what, It's so important for all of us 
that are a part of the change that we want to see that is beneficial for those that need it. That what we want for ourselves has to be the starting point for any conversation about the kind of business that we want to build, which influences the type of life that we want to live. Otherwise, we just get sucked right back in to the same old cycle. What I have seen is if I could give some inspiration and some tactical ideas, then maybe I could inspire more people to create the business that they really do dream of that isn't taking over their life. And that to me in itself is a huge difference from a lot of the prescriptive information that give, that tells you mm-hmm. to go and start the big business to scale the thing as opposed to really just asking, what do you want? Right. Which is a very hard question to be honest about. I don't know why, but it, it is. It Well, because I think there's the fear around what happens when it's a yes. And like, okay, here you are. It's like, ah, uh, well, what does that mean? So <laughs> the question comes up, why else is knowing what you want hard? How else is it that you might think about what we believe or want to believe about success? And again, when we think about what we believe to be true or not true about success, whether or not it's hard, it's easy, it's possible or impossible, it's not always ours. There are times where within you, you have this innate knowing. And it's important to pause and figure out whether or not you can still hear that knowing. Did it get taken away and covered up by somebody else's story? Was it co-opted by the narrative that what you inherently knew? It's a pipe dream. Can't do that. Can't do that. You need to want and believe what I, I being caregivers, society, white supremacy, any of the systems that are not actually taking into consideration what you want or need as an individual and how those wants and needs as an individual creates an interdependence with others that need one another in order to create a functioning society that is conducive to everybody being able to thrive. If you know what it is that you really really believe. Let that be your truth. If you need to recreate what you believe to be a truth that is built on what feels true and authentic and beneficial to you right now, rebuild it. And know that that type of permission giving and and understanding And intuitive locking in with what this is and what it can be. This can be your gift. It's so important to have that permission giving of, you know, do you want a side hustle? Do you want to kind of like what you said, like, do you want to take something that you enjoy that feels like a hobby, but actually turn it into something? Is that the choice that you want to make for yourself? Because You made the choice. You got to decide, this is what I want. And again, something that you mentioned, this is what would make it successful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that question was such a big one for me. 
and very specifically, I had one of my, you know, not always a yes friends who I call a biz bestie ask me the question, Amanda, what does success feel like for you? And Erica, it sent me on such a journey because I could not answer that dang question. It's a hard question. In that moment, I had nothing except for the goal I was going after. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I have placed my definition of success as my goal. And because I'm a goal-driven person, like a lot of people are, I'm always setting a new one. So I'm always moving the marker. When you quote unquote work for somebody else, there isn't that pause to think, what do I want? What feels good to me? What does success feel like? Tangibly, Mm -hmm. how does this exist? How does this turn into something that I can recognize? And Mm -hmm. when you think of someone that is having trouble to figure this out for themselves when they work for someone else, you can turn into the worst boss ever because then you don't figure it out for yourself. Yes. But yet you're somehow holding yourself to this invisible standard that you don't know what it is, but you can never really hit it. Oh gosh, you said it beautifully. I mean, it's one of those things where if you don't define success on your own terms, which by the way, I I did hundreds of interviews at this point on my podcast, as well as for the book. And no one that I interviewed had actually like written a definition of success. When I asked that question, Mm -hmm. have you ever defined success on your own terms? So if you're listening and you have not, please know you're not alone in that. But if we don't, which most of us do not, society does it for us by default. Yes. And, And when I say society, it's like whatever it is, maybe it's social media, maybe it's your family, maybe it's the movies that you're watching. Like, I don't know what it is for us, but but very specifically, we will just start chasing someone else's definition Yes, simply because we didn't define it for ourselves. Yes. And I think that one of the pieces that's really important is acknowledging that there needs to be, there needs to be a cognizant place of what does success, what can it possibly feel like? And mm-hmm. understanding that it's not a, I answered this one time and I'm done. Sure. It is very much something that you are going to answer and then it's going to shift. And then you're going to be like, well, wait, now this mm-hmm. is where life is. And so there are going to be just the evolution of life happening in its traditional way of nothing being constant other than change mm-hmm. where you have to check in and acknowledge like, what does success feel like right now? Yes. So now I have question number two for you. I know I have, a, there's a lot of little questions within the big questions. That's the thing about <laughs> when prompts come up, there's always kind of these underpinnings. So some of these other ones are just helping you to have a little more like peeling back the onion and discernment. That's what can really make this type of process so fruitful. So Be sure to just keep going with me here. So the second thing I want you to consider is what is it that you actually value? And y'all already know, talking about values and specifically how to incorporate them more explicitly into your life and business, you know, you notice my thing. You already know that. You are fully aware. (laughs) And I think that really considering how to go from implicit to explicit 
really is the place where you have to begin to consider what are your wills and wants, do's and don'ts. Because maybe you know what you value because of the actions that you'll take, but you may or may not have that blurb of that word and the little statement that goes with it, just sitting on the top of your head, ready to go. And the reality is, is that's why when people do work with us in doing the implicit to explicit workshop, if they hit that point and they're like, I don't know, it's like, well, actually you do, but let's actually pay attention to the things that you do that actually play out your values in real time how you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you use your social capital on, which is, you know, your eyeballs, your ears, your likes, your thumbs up, your time on a platform, just as an example. And so having that support to kind of peel back those layers to figure out what is it that you actually value because your actions are proving what you value. That's the thing that's so important about knowing that going from implicit to explicit is necessary to be able to figure out these values that now you figured out that you actually value. What do I do with this? I also hope and believe, at least for myself, that values change as we learn more. Right. Yes. I know specifically like the, I, I didn't know everything at the age of 10 that I know now. And so my values have changed over time and I value different things and, and other things are important to me, especially when we're talking about inclusion and learning things as like, I'm a white woman, right? I had to learn quite a few things along the way and still will as I, and, and that informs my values. For me personally, I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but for me is like when I'm learning and getting better as a human, it impacts my values and my definition of success, which bleeds into not only my business, but my life overall. And then it comes back, you know, to the business of I'm running this business. So it impacts my business too. It's like all interconnected. Mm -hmm. It is. And that goes back to, you know, kind of even closer to where we started with the fact that if we want to create a business and it has some type of positive impact, Mm -hmm. uh, not just on us, but those that we are in support of, that we're in service to, um, you know, social impact, whatever that is, it's really challenging to not ever evolve. Mm. It is really challenging to not have moments where we question whether or not our values and our definitions of success are actually not only hitting the mark that we think is, is where we should be going, but is this, is this possibly even bigger than me? Mm. Is this what was prescribed to me or is this what I actually want to do? Is this a part of the legacy I want to leave behind? Am I proud of what I am contributing to, or am I contributing to the noise? All right. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a take it easy on you. And I'm only going to give you one more that is, is, is actually, I'm not going to say it's easy or simple, but I'm going to say that 
this one now is going to give you something that maybe feels a little less nebulous and it's a little more like, all right, great. Let me get my hands in this. Let me get something tactile. Let me wrap my hands and, and my brain and my heart around this and create this and do the thing. And that prompt now, this last one, number three, how will you build a business to support those values? And the thing that I find is that when you're figuring out what you actually want and what you actually value, that number one, um, it's very doable to figure that out when you have guidance, because even if that guidance is just writing it out and, and, and talking with your business partner, I'm very fortunate to have India, y'all. we have one another to be able to bounce stuff um, off of. But even if we didn't, you know, when we didn't have a business together, we still had the benefit of being able to come to one another. And we did provide that guidance to one another. And that gives you an opportunity to pause and really kind of get clear on like, okay, well, what's, what's my intention? And so once you start thinking about what that actually looks like and it forming into a business. You know, when you start digging into now the brand and how it is that, you know, this brand operates, what are the operations within it to keep it going? What are the offers? What am I selling? What do I want to give just because I want to give value? Whatever that thing is. Somehow or another, we can very often as entrepreneurs get sucked back into all the old models, all the old ways of doing things. This is how I'm supposed to market things. This is how I'm supposed to have social media feeds that are hyper curated and a shell of who and how I truly am. Or I'm supposed to grow to X, Y, Z amount of figures and I'm supposed to have this type of team. And You see where I'm going. (laughs) You see where I'm going. You understand this. And this is why knowing what you want and what you value is such a necessary springboard for making creative decisions about how you run your business. And so how it is that your values and desires, they get translated into your business. You know, you want to think about how does this inform the goals that I set for myself and this business? Because you are not your business. You are a living breathing human being. Your business is an entity that you created as an extension of something that you wanted to share with others, that you wanted to bring to the world, that has some type of exchange energetically, monetarily. Something is happening here. That's your business, but that's not you. So make sure to always keep a certain amount of delineation. You know, also just that understanding of like, how does this, you know, from a process and procedure perspective inform the operational choices you make, uh, the prices you charge, the uh, ways that you will and won't work with people, the brand that you'll build as a whole, or even just the fact of like the support that you'll hire or seek out for your business. Because contrary to popular belief, businesses are not built with one individual alone. There are always a cast of, of, of supporting characters that helped this show to work. Not just this show like the podcast, but as a whole, there's always additional people. And I just, I I can't imagine not having a point 
where I can't imagine not having that point where you just pause and say, uh, does this work or not? I mean, I remember prior to marriage equality, even being legal, knowing that for me, I could not and would not and didn't service same-sex couples without acknowledging to them through the verbiage of my website, blog posts that I had, changing the verbiage on my contracts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that they were safe if they chose to come and work with me because I saw them as entire humans. Now, again, I was offering the space of safety, but only they could decide if they were safe. I was fortunate that many people did tell me that they did feel safe. And I could not fathom not treating people like whole humans. I couldn't fathom not reminding them that their love mattered and that getting married, not just the wedding, but like a a marriage coupling with someone else, you know, however that works for you, it can be a very vulnerable and stressful time. And I wanted to provide a soft spot for them to land in the middle of all of that. And so even though I may not have had that, you know, blurb in my head of like, my values say I must blah, blah, blah. I knew how I was going to treat people. I knew the way that I was going to center love, humanity, and respect. And I didn't give a good goddamn how anybody else felt about that. I knew what the brand that I created was going to participate in and amplify. And knowing that can make all the difference. That just happens to be one of those examples where I was able to allow my values to lead the way that I did business, that I am immensely proud I was able to do. And the interesting thing is, is that sometimes it can be big things. Sometimes it can be something small. Like we don't send out gifts or, or, or letters or whatever else that needs to go out here at Pause on the Play and items like, you know, envelopes that aren't eco-friendly as much as humanly possible. It's like, can we not screw up Mother Earth, please? So even if something is the envelopes that we'll use, that matters. And as this individual who's running a business, running a household, whatever it is, running a team at a corporation, it's at the helm when you're when you're the boss when you're the leader your values are going to be included in that like there's no way around it it's so important to recognize them and then see like and then i asked myself okay well i know that's for me so how would that apply to my business and i really started to think about how that impacted my business which was interesting cuz i had never thought about this before and i started to look at my actions and one of the things that I am just very known for in, in terms of like my audience is I respond with Loom videos 
to a lot of emails, to a lot of messages, or like on Instagram, I'll use my voice versus typing it out. Like I do that. Those things take a little extra time. However, that's important to me because, and I realized I want that other person to know I appreciate that they asked me the question, that they're listening to my podcast, that they are this coaching client of mine or whatever it is. Like it's important to me. Therefore, no matter how big my business gets, that is going to be a core value of showing that appreciation. You know, whether it is that you're clear on what you want for yourself or not, please know that it is tremendously easier to build a business that actually supports that vision of success when you give yourself the permission and the space to pause and figure it out. Building a business, even though it might seem like it, it's not a formula. It genuinely is a set of creative choices that you can make that contribute to making the world more of the type of place that you want to be a part of, that you want to participate in and contribute to willingly. Y'all, I love this. This was real good. (laughs) This was real good. So I want to just make sure that I say thank you so much to Amanda McKinney for helping me out with this conversation. You can find her at amandamckinney.com and check out her new book, Why Not You, on bookshop.org. Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Make sure to support small businesses. I'm not going to tell you where to buy it, but I'm going to highly suggest <laughs> a bookshop.org or a uh, small bookshop near you. And this particular conversation that we had, this was a conversation where the members of the Pause on a Play community got to uh, be a part of this full conversation. They were in the room with us, with Amanda and I. And, you know, if you would like to get in on a live interview and be able to access our whole entire learning library as well, you could even join us for our special events. You can join now at pauseonaplay.com. Again, y'all live podcast recordings, the learning library, the events, the conversation, all the things, you know, you want it. (laughs) So as always, I have to remind you how grateful I am for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here as I have these real conversations that continue to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of all of our everyday exchanges. Together, this is how we can remove stigma and create real change and connection while crossing lines and recreating boundaries in order to support, not separate. Let's continue getting more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and the state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. 
having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?